This is Lady Tiffany Ma and this is Things Walls Within. I hope you guys are having a lovely Dr. King day. Even though his birthday was yesterday. Okay, today is Aaliyah's birthday. Yesterday was Dr. King's actual factual birthday. But since everybody is off, sitting at home, relaxing, um, even though they told you that today was a day of service, um, I highly doubt that anybody, especially those who are glued to their laptops and their tablets and their Netflix, when I talk about those kind of people, I'm talking about me. Um, I decided to give you a little history minute, you know. The one thing I find to be highly suspicious is cases involving not only civil rights leaders, um, but their family. Okay? So, in honor of Dr. King, I have to honor the person that gave birth to him. Because without her, there would be no him. So today, I want to talk about the suspicious, highly suspicious death of Dr. King's mother. Alberta King. Now, I thought her name was Albertine King, but that is his daughter, Bernice Albertine King's middle name. So I was like, where did I get the Albertine from? I was like looking at, I was doing research on her and I was like, okay, I know there's a story and I know that it was told. I heard this verbally, you know, my mom told me about what happened to his mother. And I was like, huh? what but her death is not the only suspicious death to me because i feel some kind of way about betty shabazz's passing as well we'll talk about that when we get to uh, malcolm x mm-hmm we'll get it we're gonna talk about a lot of suspicious cases happening to black people as you're gonna see it's not gonna necessarily be in black history month so we're gonna talk this segment mysterious uh civil rights leaders family deaths so I want you guys to sit back and relax and get you some drinks and snacks you'll probably be able to stomach a drink but you can drum like a snack we're going to be talking about Dr. King's mother Alberta King okay so this article comes from 11 Alive and it says the untoward story of Dr. King's mother Alberta Williams King it says she was a college educated, led the choir, played the church organ, and served as a proud member of the NAACP and several organizations that focus on social justice. Alberta William King was the first lady of Atlanta Ebenezer Baptist Church and of her community. Okay? So just in case you guys don't know, Ebenezer Baptist Church is um, the church that I think Dr. King, he eventually took over. And just in case you don't know, the George, one of Georgia State Senators, Ralph Warnock, Reverend Ralph Warnock, is the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church now. Well, I don't know if he is now still because he's a senator. So he's probably giving it to somebody else. But he used to be the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Okay. Um... Alberta King contrib contribution to the civil rights movement is brought to light and shared to let the world to let the world know how impactful her life truly was. She was the original mothers of the movement is literally termed as well. She was a mother of the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 
And so um, it says the story of his mother who pushed him toward a lifelong commitment to serving others has been has not been shared enough. Alberta William King's legacy is deeply woven in the fabric of what makes Atlanta Atlanta. Um, according to her grandson, Martin Luther King III, she was just a remarkable human being. Her youngest granddaughter, Angela Ferris Watkins, recalled what she loved about her grandmother. Gifts, loving skills, Watkins said. Dr. Maurice Hobson, African-American studies professor at Georgia State University, said the untold story should be shared by, to inspire a new generation of leaders. Alberta Williams King is one of the most important aspects of the modern civil rights movement, Hobson said. Her father, Adam Daniel Williams, was the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. After he had passed, her husband, Martin Luther King Sr., began to lead the church. He was better known in the community as Daddy King. Since then, the King name has been synonymous with the iconic landmark in Sweet Auburn. And yes, it's still there. You can find it, like they said, on Sweet Auburn and you in Atlanta. During the interview with Martin Luther King III, that is Dr. King's son, uh, Nima Abdullahi reflected on Alberta's family history prior to her marriage. Long before the king's name became a household name in Atlanta, she was a queen in her own right, Abdullah he said. There's no question she was a remarkable human being, literally but maybe who walked with kings and queens but retained a common touch, King III said. Alberta Williams King was the glue for the Ebenezer Baptist Church as a devoted wife, mother, and church member. She was college-educated, led the choir, played the church organ, and served as a proud member of the NAACP and several organizations that focus on social justice. I don't know why they have to repeat what they said in the beginning already. Okay. There's a long-standing tradition of Black women who were at the center for the full-scale civil and human rights, and Mrs. King is absolutely one that should be considered, Dr. Hobson said. To her children, she proudly educated them on society's hardship, racism, and how to make a difference in their lifetime. Her greatest task was developing her own children. She was one of the last people that dad talked to before he was killed. This is this is MLK the third. This is Martin Luther King talking about Martin Luther King Jr. talking about his grandmother. Okay. He said, uh, my grandmother explained the vestige of racism. This is the way it is today, and we must work to make the world better. There's a lot to say about the ways that she explained the problems of Jim Crow laws and racism really made a difference. Walken said, this is also, this is, this would be what her granddaughter. Yeah. Dr. King wrote letters to his mother and one of the letters, he said, I often tell the boys around the campus, I have the best mother in the world. Mrs. King, Mrs. Alberta William King was a major component as to how Dr. King was able to really understand humanity, Dr. Hobson said. Dr. Hobson said it's a desire to highlight and celebrate the woman of the movement so the legacy is not overshadowed or forgotten as historians who focus on African-American studies. Dr. Hobson said Alberta Williams King is just one of examples of a dynamic figure who are worthy of being celebrated. There's a shift in the paradigm in how we understand the field that really does focus on women. It focuses on coming from the bottom, Hobson says. Alberta Williams King's last moment of life was in the same church she grew up in. And then raised, grew up, and then raised her children in. Um, on June 1974, the beloved community member was shot while she played the organ during the Sunday service inside her safe haven of Ebenezer Baptist Church. 
The man responsible was later arrested. She died six years after the murder of her son. She was playing ironically the Lord's Prayer when she was killed, King III said. Nearly 47 years after her death, now there's a yearning desire to not gloss over her legacy so the world would never forget the First Lady of Ebenezer, the centerpiece of Sweet Arbor. So, I kind of want to um talk about that. Yeah. I find it to be very... Ironic. Because I want to go into detail what happened to her. Okay? All right. So it's the King Institute.stanford edu. Um, She was born September 13, 1903 to June 30th, 1974. Okay. She was shot by a man named Marcus Chenault. A 21-year-old man from Ohio who claimed all Christians are enemies. Alberta Williams King died later that day at the age of 70. Okay. Let me find some more information. This is not giving me enough information because I saw something, but I didn't want to click on it because it was on Wikipedia. And I already told y'all that teachers mess stuff up. Okay. It says, okay, so I found on AtlantaMagazine.com, it says, on Sunday, June 30th, 1974, Alberta Christine William King played the Lord's Prayer on the organ of Ebenezer Baptist, the church where her father, A.D. Williams, her husband, Martin Luther King Sr., and son, Martin Luther King Jr., all had served as pastors. The song finished and most of the congregation had their eyes closed and heads bowed in preparation for prayer where they heard a shot heard a shout, I'm taking over here. Let me, y'all know I gotta get some commentary on that, right? <laughs> There's always one in a damn bunch. You know, you look like me, but you ain't really me. They look up to see a young black man standing on the pew near the front of the church. He jumped down, bolted to the pulpit, faced the choir, and pulled out a gun. It seemed like I was watching a scene from a bad movie played out. Christine King Ferris, Alberta's daughter, would call, recall in her 2009 memoir. Christine King Ferris is um, Dr. King's sister, if you have not figured it out, okay? The mother is Alberta Williams King. Of course, the father is Martin Luther King Sr. And her daughter, Christine King Ferris, is Martin Luther King Jr.'s sister, okay? Let's get it all. And this is part of her memoir in 2009 memoir, Through It All. 
The man, Marcus Wayne Trenault Jr., fired every round in his gun, hitting Alberta King Church Deacon Edward Boykin and congregation member Jimmy Mitchell. As the gunman sprinted out the do side door leading to Jackson Street, the sanctuary was chaotic. Ferris eventually made her way outside. As she later described the scene, there were people everywhere. There was a throng of onlookers. When I looked in their eyes, I saw what is often described as the thousand yard stare. It was a kind of blankness I'd never seen before. They were bewildered and in shock. Many were crying. Most had their hands pressed to their mouths in disbelief. Ferris and other family members made it to the Grady Hospital where they learned that the, de the deacon, that Deacon Boykin and Mrs. King had died. So not only she had passed away, the church deacon as well, um, Edward Boykin also passed away as well. That Sunday was without question the worst day in my life, wrote Ferris. Her brother Martin had been assassinated in Memphis six years earlier. Her brother AD drowned a year after that. Now I gotta do another one. I told y'all I'm gonna have to do a series on this. I'm gonna have to talk about this. And we getting close to we and January in Black History Month next month. So I gotta talk about suspicious cases surrounding black people. So her brother drowned. Then her mother was murdered in front of her face during church service. Can you imagine seeing that? And then you experienced your brother six years earlier being assassinated. I thought I had made it through the worst days of my life, and I was wrong. Although Chinos' lawyer pleaded insanity, the young man repeatedly said he was on a mission to kill all Christians. He was given a death sentence. This was later reduced to life in prison and part of the insistence of King's family members who opposed the death penalty. He died in prison of a stroke in 1995. This dude was 21 years old and thought it was cute to go into a church and, and gun down a 70-year-old lady. So y'all know we got to talk about A.D. Kings later, right? That's a must. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast about a brief history on Dr. King's mother, um, Alberta William King, and her suspicious death. You know, I, I ain't gonna sit up here and lie. This sounds like some, and I know I told y'all I don't really deal with conspiracy theories like that because, I mean, you know, we all don't know the real truth, T. But this sounds like somebody, because the fact is, is that he said what he said. He said something to the effect of he was on a mission to kill all Christians. This, um, this sounds like a MK Ultra mind control slave situation. Regardless if it was or not, it don't sound like this guy was in his right state of mind. He was only 21 years old. Um, and my thing is, he... He said he wanted to shoot all Christians. There was a whole congregation of Christians there. 
Um, but he hit three people. Coincidentally, it was Dr. King's mother, Alberta King, the church deacon, Edward Boykins, and the congregation member, Jimmy Mitchell. Is this a coincidence or this was an act done by uh, someone who was paid or someone who was working for opposition? For the ops. We will ever find out. I don't know. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is a short history moment, a mysterious history moment. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Things. What you do in the dark will come to light. I hope you guys enjoyed this because I'll be doing them more. Y'all know I gotta do AD King. About him drowning thank you guys for listening to my podcast hope you guys have a lovely dr king's day yes it is a day of servitude but if you have not been serving already you ain't gonna start and don't even do it just on one day this year you gotta serve people period people need people who are willing to serving you know and words of delight elizabeth ii duty it's your duty. Okay? So if you ain't been serving people, don't start just doing it on Dr. King's Day. Just do it, period. Because people need people to serve the community, not themselves. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie. And tomorrow's podcast is going to be about Bruce and Brandon Lee. Ooh, all the the parent the parents and the children going on here hmm it's ironic right especially what happened this weekend with uh, Lisa Marie Presley thank you guys for listening to my podcast <laughs>